Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. <laughs> it was better this time. Yeah. Welcome to, to the Two Tunes Podcast. God, you should have said it at the same time and jinxed me. No. You owe me a Coke. Anyways. <laughs> um, welcome to the Two Tunes Podcast, where we bring two tunes <laughs> to, to <the> you <laughs> to, to the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm Bo. I'm Brandon. And this is the Two Tunes Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I was like awkwardly swallowing when you said it's all right. your thing. Um, so yeah. What was that sound at the beginning? We don't have intro music. Were you right? But that's, that's the intro to... <laughs> it is. Been totally trying to work on that, nope. that theme song. No way. No, that's that's a, another podcast bit. Yeah. So Which what was they that? say they really did. Yeah. I, I hope it's a lie. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so that, that, that bit there is the opening of our first tune, mm. which is uh, No Use for Name Song, mm-hmm. off of their last, latest last record uh the feel good record of the year and the the opening track is called biggest lie Mm -hmm. and they start with what we just heard there now what that is is from war of the worlds Ah. 1930 x yeah i think it's 32 (laughs) but i don't know for a fact but uh yeah and they they edited it a little bit Uh um and that's kind of like the way that war of the worlds um Orson Welles, his radio play of it starts off where it's like they introduce themselves like, hey, this is this is us that we're doing the thing. And then they yep. go into that and then they play it like they're interrupting radio programs, right. which caused the hysteria, which apparently didn't really Clutching happen. Clutching pearls. And, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but they, they cut it up because if you listen to it, the song goes on a little bit longer and then uh-huh. it fades out. And then it's like, we interrupt this broadcast and it's not really an interruption. Gotcha. And that kind of like we're going to stop at that musical. And then we interrupt this program to blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. it goes on too. But we'll play that in like a couple seconds. Yeah. So, so who's, who's no use for a name? <laughs> no use for a name is no my use. favorite band. Yeah, are they? It really, it, like one of them. Okay. Like I, I always, it's, it was weird because I always kind of like, there was like the punk rock world and then like the mainstream rock world. Uh-huh. And I always, I was like, yeah, like no use for a name is like the Foo Fighters of punk rock. Okay. Which is really funny because one um, of them is in the because <laughs> one of the old members of of No Use for a Name is now in the Foo Fighters, yeah. and that's um, I want to say Jack Jackson, but that's not his real name. <laughs> it's Chris Shiflett, yeah. um, whose brother I think is in Face to Face. Sure, you have no idea. I have no idea. I love how you like backed me up, and you're like, sure, yeah, sure and then exactly, shaking yeah. your head. Know. No, I have no idea. Uh, the lead singer, the the main driving force behind No Use for a Name is Tony Sly, and Tony Sly passed away. A while ago 2012 2012 oh my god i looked so it up because i was curious was it 2012 it was because i looked it up because you looked it up <laughs> like today okay i thought it was later or maybe that's, i thought would have thought so too i thought it was when i after i had moved here um so tony sly amazing songwriter um is one of those guys also who doesn't like like no like no effects doesn't write choruses hmm. Um, I mean, he does in some of his songs, but most of the songs are just like, here's the lyrics, here's the guitar riff yeah. or whatever. And, and it, In a way, very like singer-songwritery. Just yes. just happens to be a punk rock musician. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like could have very easily been a 60s balladeer kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like like that kind of thing. Like yeah. just, they just happen to do that. So like they're not concerned about the hook or the whatever. It's the storytelling. That's yeah. the idea. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and he even does like, well, did uh, solo shows Mm -hmm. and like 
it's just him. It's not no use for name. It's Tony Sly. And, and you can, I think he wrote most of his songs just like an acoustic guitar and his voice. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I want this beat. Mm-hmm. And it works and, and a lot of things because you can slow all this stuff down. And the th- you were saying when we tried to do this the first time, because <laughs> every every podcast is is done many times and we yeah. mention it. Um, the tribute album, the the mm. Tony Tony Sly tribute album, and I said that this this version, this cover, um, Biggest Lie, is really, really, really good, and I think it's mostly acapella. Yeah, I don't. Like I haven't listened to it in. And, a and while. What, what was the girl's name again? Karina Denicky from Dancehall Crashers. Yeah, so uh, the, their version is is just it's really good. Mm. So I was trying to remember you were saying about Tony Sly doing like stuff under his own name. Yeah, quite a bit. It was him and, and Joey Cap. Joey Cape, yeah, Cape. that's what I was trying to remember. I was like, it's always, not always, but it's a lot of times Tony Sly and, and I couldn't remember. And he's the guy from Lagwagon, is that correct? Yes. Okay, cool. That's, uh, I just and, and they were to also, that for my They own. were also in another band together called Scorpios. Okay. Um, now it sounds like that's super metal, uh-huh. but it, it's not. So it was them two, and it was um, uh, Snodgrass, what's the? Oh, uh, John Snodgrass. Yeah, uh, and it's him. And it was just those three, uh-huh. and now so sort of like punk rock supergroup. Yes, but yeah. there's there's like a reason, okay. and I'm gonna get to there. And then when Tony, when Tony passed, they didn't like replace Tony uh-huh. with um, the the lead singer of. Jeez, of sorry. Why can't I think of the band's name? They're they were a ska punk band, but not really a ska punk band anymore. The Flatliners. Oh, okay. Flatliners from uh, Toronto. Okay. Um, which which my band played with when they were like just starting out, mm. and then they took off because they're really good. Nice. But um, all of their birthdays are the same. Oh, not the same date, oh, but like Scorpios. within. Yeah, nice. so like it. it it falls into that mm-hmm. like it's their sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it was a joke, but then they're like you you, you fit into this little thing. So uh-huh. like Scorpios is like their birthdays are all like within a week. That's cool. Of each other, all four of them, uh-huh. which is weird. And it's like, okay. Yeah, because they could be within like a month. They could be technically in like separate months and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like but... really, really close in November. I think that's what it is. Cool. I, I don't could know what wrong. Scorpios are. Neither do I. Uh, but yeah, this is my, as I said, my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Um, and I compare them to Foo Fighters. Cool. And here's like the really real beginning of this. Sweet. Back to this thing. Which it also ends like the record ends with this kind of idea. Yeah. Now we now we return you to. And this is really cool. This and then this really cool. Yeah, there you go. That's it. No, that's not. It, it is. It's like. It, so like little intro part and then vocal start lead stuff like the, it's it's just like so good. This is two thousand eight. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't know. It's a long time ago. Yeah, I I just I don't know why I always like to know when things. Are I want to say, well, so that's two thousand eight on um, Spotify. And in Spotify is is never wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I don't really know what this the lyrical content are, but like the mm-hmm. the writings on the wall. It's it sounds very political to me. Yeah. So the chord progression has not changed yet. 
and then like it's it's, it's it, 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 nothing's repeated yet. And now we're in the quote unquote chorus, but these words don't repeat at all. The lead line, which is done by both guitars, uh-huh. which I, I love cool. that when like both guitars do like playing in harmony and stuff. And, yeah, but yeah. like a fast. Yeah, I, I kind of re- it reminds me of violin stuff. Oh, uh-huh. which is weird, but no, totally. Um, yeah, this reminds this the again only listened to this a couple times. Like the lyrical content, political, but also like existential angsty kind of just like against the system and the man and whatever maybe not a specific ideology but just kind of like yeah yeah um so then and we're, we're halfway through the song because it's a punk rock song yeah yeah <laughs> i so i pulled up to starbucks this morning to grab my drink as i usually do before we record and i had like three minutes until the thing was ready yeah and i was like i definitely have time to listen to this song <laughs> at least once more <laughs> yeah um yeah so here's more of it. Because that's what we do on this podcast. <laughs> like, I think that line, it's like, listen to celebrities and they'll like tell you, it's like, you know, you got to buy a hybrid. And it's like, yeah. well, if you can stave up with your food stamps. With your food yeah. yeah. Where it's just like the, the, the dichotomy of like, be a better person. And it's like, I can't because mm-hmm. I'm poor. Yeah. I just saw, like, it was a meme, but it was, like, a thing about that of, like, of all the times that celebrities or rich people tell poor people things that they should do, they they should owe them money. And then all, like, and it kept getting, like, where every time a, a, a rich person says to do this, they should give me $100. And every time a rich person says to do this, it gets $200. And it, like, kept going and of, like, more severe things. And the final one was, like... Uh, they have to give me $500 and I get to punch them in the face. <laughs> but it was, it was all these different things that like people who have the means and the wealth and the, and the power and the influence and all that stuff. It's easy for them to say, Oh, just save up or, Oh, just do this. Or, Oh, just do that. It's like, you don't live paycheck to paycheck or you, you know, aren't scrambling to, or deciding to pay your heat or buy some groceries or those kinds of things. Like, yeah, just kind of reminded me of that. Which I don't think that, um, no use for name is a um a big political band sure well that's why like I, but, it doesn't feel specifically you know like where some of those bands where it's very specific who they're about and what they're talking about i think this is just more about like like a lot of punk rock is it's just anti-establishment and going against the the, the norm if you will yeah which also makes the the title of this record Right. hilarious yeah the feel-good record of the year <laughs> the writings okay the writings on the wall but uh-huh. no one cares at all to convey the message that we wrote ourselves destroy the walls we mend and burn the candle at both ends that's like the first uh-huh. verse right um and then becoming more mindless of the heart i'm gonna skip all the the well no i'm not so okay. becoming more mindless of the heart because everything we hate building our castles for the future a trojan horse is at the gate built by the enemy that we made this sounds like a lot of like maybe he's got like a notebook that he writes down like little lines yeah. and things and then he just like took a bunch of those and put them together yeah like these all fit together yeah like they don't yeah. necessarily tell a distinct narrative or a story but it's like mm-hmm. this idea this idea this idea this idea mm-hmm. yeah um where are we in that this 
The harmonies. Sus. I like the little 4 3 sus there. That's cool. They did it before, too. They do it all the time. <laughs> like, that's like a no effects, no use for name uh-huh. thing that they, they do that. So, a lot of like my punk rock writing uh-huh. is influenced by okay. by no use for name. Like, I'll, like a, there's a song that, that, that we have um, that actually is recorded because um, a lot of the songs that I've written aren't uh-huh. recorded because <laughs> we stopped recording. Sure. Um, but are are one hundred percent just ripped off of okay. no use for a name. I mean, uh, second second verse slash chorus. It's it's false sincerity. We hear celebrity in quotes. Buy a hybrid if you can mm-hmm. with ten years of your food stamps. Caught myself listening to sheltered sheltered excuses for human beings. Mm. So you know, like you got you got to get a hybrid. It's like yeah. like a Tesla because <laughs> those are really expensive. Yeah. Like I wish I could I could help the the world, right. but I'm not like it. And I'm kind of in the middle of doing this now. Um, so cutting back on meat, um, cutting back on plastics, mm-hmm. and I, my wife is really like into like get, getting rid of plastics. We're like she deep dived into that because yeah. she watched a. Um, John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like a lot of stuff I didn't know. I was like, wait a second, all these recycling things don't actually recycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although if you think about like where I live, um, we have, I live in like a community type thing and, and they have like, there's a dumpster for all of us. Mm-hmm. And then there's, we used to have all these different recycling bins and this one was for like green mm-hmm. glass and brown glass and clear plastic and colored plastic and newspaper and all these different things. And then it became all goes into one and yeah, it's yeah. like how does that work exactly because they're like let me like let you feel good yeah but that. then also you put like the wrong type of thing and like one wrong type of thing in there and it jacks up the whole thing i'm like that seems like a really bad system yeah and it's because it is anyway <laughs> re reuse reduce recycle notice uh-huh. how recycle is the last yeah. thing on that list so we're we're reducing that's uh, good using but but using that idea it's like it's still kind of like more expensive hmm and less like, or more time consuming. Mm-hmm. Like eating meat is super convenient. Yeah. Cause, but it's, it's slowly becoming more and more convenient to be uh vegetarian mm-hmm. or at least being like, at least they're moving in the right direction. Like the impossible Whopper. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. It's still cooked on the same grill as a burger. Mm-hmm. So you're technically like still kind of eating meat. Right. But they're, they're taking steps in the right direction. Yeah. So small steps to change the future. Um, then we're at this part, which is the second chorus, maybe. Okay. Because they're they're not like there's not nothing that chorus, yeah, nothing that repeats. Like the only idea here that repeats is that like it's a call and response kind of thing. Mm. So. Right. Yeah. It is the same melodic content. Yes. But would you consider that a chorus? Yeah. But verses are... Or a refrain or something. I don't know. I'm going to stop there for a second because the solo is pretty cool. Um, so they separate what we get, what what eh, what have we got. They separate then what have we got. Nothing in common with their wealth. One clip can change public... This is, this is I think this next part is like really, really, really cool. Uh-huh. Um, considering that it came out in 2008. Yeah. Um, they sep- uh, no. One clip can change public opinion. One sin can send you straight to hell. 
learn how to lie and not get caught more piss in the melting pot. Mm. Um, that, that one clip can change public opinion mm-hmm. and then one sin can send you straight to hell. Like you could do one horrible thing mm-hmm. and it ruins your life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so how do you like, I think that if you go far enough back into somebody's past, mm-hmm. they were an asshole at one, some, yeah. one point, every yeah. single person, mm-hmm. every single person. Yeah. at some point did something horrible and like the whole idea of cancel culture right yeah it's like yeah they made some bad decisions or at least being like you can't like that thing anymore like there's this idea death of the author mm-hmm. uh what's what's her name Lindsay ellis Lindsay ellis yeah. which is not like you have to kill the author it's right. like no, no no you can disconnect yeah separate the f- separate the the, the author from the work, from the work. so yeah. like harry potter like, yeah, like, if you put money into Harry Potter, she's getting it. Right. But you can at least be like, well, I already have it. So, yes. So you I can, can des- enjoy it. You can decide it. if you and, – and some people, they can't. Yeah. Or they can't for now. I, have a, I, I think I mentioned this before. I have a friend who uh, – she's a Harry Potter tattoo, and she's, like, very much into it. But she, you know, a few months ago or whatever, just was like, I'm going to box up these books and put them away for a while because I just need separation from this. Yeah. Totally. And that's – and then that's completely her prerogative and, and – and she, you know, the the transphobia and stuff coming from from Joanne was too much. When you say Joanne, I want to just say fabric <laughs> afterwards, and that's not the same yeah. thing at all. I, so in that Lindsay Ellis video, she well, actually, lots of things she refers to to JK as Joanne, which is her name, and it just the stank she puts on it when she says it is so good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, like you know, just if you, you know, I, I don't know, just the I don't know the cancel culture thing. Uh, I get to a large extent because some people. I don't know if it's cancels the right word, but some it's I like the term accountability culture. Yes, or that is or a responsibility better. culture, whatever, because that's uh-huh. the whole thing, and and even the whole cancel thing. That's a term used by other people who don't actually understand what's going on. But um, things don't get canceled necessarily. It's just like things get prior or not prioritized. Um, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Put into like proper context, contextualized. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. And and you go, oh well, yeah, like maybe we don't need to have this around anymore or have it be highlighted as much or whatever, mm-hmm. or we need, we need to put a trigger warning on this or whatever, because you know, it is not great. And and that's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to tiny little soapbox. I'm just going to step off of that for a second. <laughs> I like that line. That's, that's what, like, I, I think it's, it's very relevant even today. Yeah. Which I think songs should lose their relevance. I know. <laughs> except they don't. Except they don't. And that's, that's like, like things that that my band wrote in 2002 uh-huh. are st- like about what's going on in the world yeah. are still relevant yep. and things that are like in the 60s are still relevant mm-hmm. and it's like i wish well, they would unfortunately yeah. yeah yeah i i i wish for this song doesn't make any sense what are you talking about this doesn't make any sense yeah i i i, I hope for those days oh my but gosh, yeah. but maybe maybe someday yeah keep striving to be better people hmm. uh guitar solo <laughs> I don't know who's playing guitar on this at all. It would have been Chris Schiffler, but it's not. And then the last chorus. And then they finally say the name of the song right at the end. 
and yeah, that goes directly that goes, in. Well, well, now it, it goes on, the on this. Yeah. On this, this is our playlist. But yeah. it goes into the next song. Yeah, on that that record. But the last uh, chorus, uh, shut out majority with riches, their words become more valuable than the voice of a million starving children's that they have a million ways to solve left freedom bleeding on the roadside. We believe the biggest lie. Yeah. It's deep. So, deep. so uh, no use for name. I, I mentioned this on the, the non-existent version of the same episode, <laughs> but um, I was saying that they're a band that I am very much aware of and have listened to not extensively, but, but quite a bit of singles by them because I have them on a lot of compilations but not a group I've listened to extensively. Um, but I like it's it's just one of those weird things. Um, I was saying before that you you often bring bands to this podcast or, or tunes to this podcast and stuff that um, are groups that I'm aware of but have never really listened to at all or maybe know one song by. This is a little bit different where I do know more of their stuff, but I still never really got into them. But I want now I want to. I'm going to go back and listen to more. Um, but yeah, I just have them on like a bunch of fat rat compilations and some other compilations and stuff. And I, and like I said, I like them a lot and I like Tony Sly's stuff and, um, you know, it's, it's super unfortunate that he's not still around and writing music and, um, you know, it'd be really cool to hear what he would have said over the last four years, especially. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I definitely now want to go back and listen to them more and they've Look. been around or they were around for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they go back, I, I was, did like a little quick search on wikipedia just to like look at you know what i didn't realize about them or didn't know about them it's like they go back to the 80s um late 80s yeah like 86 Mid. 87 but like tony sly wasn't even in the original lineup he yeah. was by like 89 or something by the time oh, yeah. they made actual releases but mm-hmm. it used to be a couple other people and there's like one guy who's been in it the whole time and stuff and i just looked up who the lead guitarist probably was because it like they have the timeline thing yeah, on wikipedia. yeah. dave nassi i think i think it says right. yeah but it's just Tony Sly's band. Yeah. So it's for, for me. Yeah. Um, and they are no longer a thing or they still are. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I haven't really paid attention since, yeah. since Tony died. Um, there is, or there was not, there, there's a song, um, off like no effects. So fat Mike mm-hmm. really good friends with, with Tony Sly mm-hmm. and really thinks it's like, Tony's like the best guy. Like why? Mm-hmm. Like what, what did Tony pass away from? I, it, I want to. It's it's hard to say. No, no, no. I know what it is, but it's like. So I'm gonna say drug overdose. Right. But it's not like the drug overdose you're thinking of when you think of a drug overdose. It was like he was on medication, and that medication, um, killed him. Yeah. So, like, yes, it's a drug overdose, but it's not like it wasn't like shooting up heroin or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, just on a. Was it like a combination of things or just like yeah. the, the dosage or whatever? That happened to um, Patton Oswalt's first wife, who was a writer and, and stuff. And she she took some kind of mm-hmm. medication. She was sick or had – I forget what was going on. She took something and then just like never woke up. Mm-hmm. And they can trace it to that medicine or whatever. And again, she was not a drug user. She just was taking some kind of prescription thing yeah. that was prescribed for her. And it just you know happens sometimes. Yeah. So no, no effects on their 2016 – release first ditch effort um i think it's the the last the last uh track on this record it's called i'm so sorry tony and it's like we'll make you cry mm. if you care about mm-hmm. this person but there's uh a line in it or not a line but you know like a 
the paragraph of it. And it's like all the endless nights we had and 20 years of laughs. I've looked, but I can't find any photographs of us because it's weird to take photos with your best friend because you don't think you'll never see them again. Mm. And it's like, that's heavy. And then I, I was thinking about my best friends and I'm like, there aren't that many pictures mm-hmm. of like, and I'm like, you need to take pictures with your friends. Yeah. Like every day. Like yeah. who cares if like, <laughs> oh, I got my selfie stick. Let's take a selfie. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. When, when, you know, when you're 60 or whatever, you yeah. know, like when they're gone, you'll want to go back and look at those photos. And yeah. well, I think about too, like there's a whole, our generation, especially. So, okay. Yeah. We've had smart, we've been part of the smartphone thing and whatever, but mm-hmm. I think there was a point probably like in our teens and twenties and whatever, before those came out mm-hmm. that there probably aren't a lot of pictures that we have because we would have had to have like either the disposable ones yep. or whatever. And then like digital cameras kind of came out, but like maybe people didn't really have them. And I feel like my my our parents generation have a ton of pictures of everything and even like when we were kids there's probably like a ton of pictures of stuff but i feel like there's probably like a 10 or 15 year gap yeah in our lives of people our generation and stuff that there aren't that many of and then you go to where we have smartphones and now we have pictures of everything but you're right are we taking pictures with our friends and with other things are we taking pictures of the things that we were at with them which is good in some way but yeah yeah I think I I sent that to some of my friends from Chicago, uh-huh. and like, one of them like was like, "Oh, we need to do this more often." Yeah, right. We yeah. need to take like we got to take a picture. We got to yeah. do this. You and I, there's probably not a picture of us in existence. You're probably right. Oh, okay, there's one because I took one of us of the failed <laughs> episode we tried to do before, but it, it'll be on Instagram. But I'll put it up on Instagram. You can put it up yeah. right now. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, but you know what I mean. Like we're 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 good friends, I think, and stuff. And like, but we've yeah. Why, why would we have had a picture together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. thinking, and I'm like, I don't think there is. Even of like us as a department or whatever, like there's just not doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We'll take a selfie after this, and then we we'll will post it. Post it. <laughs> By the way, this is what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. so yeah, great. I like I said, I want to listen to more of them. I want to go back to that tribute album, also. Yeah, the tribute album is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, this album is really good. Um, like it gets better as time goes on. Uh, when I was like in high school, I had a a CD changer that mm-hmm. would be my alarm every morning. Okay, and really, I would wake up when it was like kicking on, mm-hmm. and it was like. Yeah. <laughs> right, like changing the CD. But th- not this record, but one of the records was one of that like I would wake up to every day. And I'm like, I know the first track because that's the thing that would wake me up that's every awesome. day. <laughs> and it was – they also – so this album has that little weird intro, yeah. and they do that a lot. Well, they'll, they'll take movie clips mm-hmm. or like clips from things that are relevant. So they have one from like the Munsters. It's like, I think little Eddie's going through the punk phase. <laughs> and then like there's a song about like – people being stereotyped okay and it like has that and it's like you know it's like oh he's like he's a punk it's like so what who cares like let him be let him be who he is um and then there's this is where we get the uh the explicit lyrics there's one it's like what's your name fuck you that's my name and then the song starts (laughs) and i forget what what album like it's from some gangster film i think okay and then there's another there's like just tons and tons of these little like now i'm like thinking about i'm like yeah like the one record is is there, it's it's from like a soccer game sorry a football game mm-hmm. um which will tie in <laughs> um um and it's like it's like louis louis goal goal and then it like goal and then it's like and then it starts the the song off so they they do that a lot yeah 
and then there's it's just like you got to listen to all these records right. because there's there's another one and like would you go around the car and you lift up that if she doesn't lift up that door I mean she's she's a selfish broad <laughs> and like I've got all these things like That's on funny. memory yeah. and anybody who's listened to these knows what I'm talking about but go listen to No Use for a Name they're great every song it's amazing and now a word from our sponsor Now return you to the music of Ramon Roskello, playing for you in the Meridian Room of the Park Plaza Hotel, situated in downtown New York. Nice. Is that the end of the album? Yeah, yeah. Cool. But we're recording, so. No, I know. No. <laughs> That's cool. I like that they did that. They bookend it. Go back to that tango. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So my tune now? Your tune. All right. I love this song. This has become one do, of do my you feel lost? favorite songs of all time. Do you feel lost? And it's only been out for... 20 million years. Five years? No, this song's only been out for a handful of years. Is it? This is off of the second album. This is the first single off do the second album. Do you feel lost? For so long. For so long? Yeah. So this is this tune is I've Been So Lost For So Long by American Football, uh, who, in doing the minimal amount of research that I did for this, <laughs> I had to do like none... <clears throat> very little or a lot those there's are my there's no i did there. zero do you know this band i've i, I or is know this one of those bands you know of them okay i know they're 1999 sure which was for a long time the only thing that they had um but anyway i, I, I love their, their the way that they the stylized what version of the name yeah sure americ and football yeah, yeah yeah that they do all over the place um so yeah they were uh an emo band from the late 90s and but apparently also math rock. They're considered. Math oh my rock. god, this song is so math rocky. <laughs> but it's funny because I hadn't really thought about that. But I'm like, no, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but so they're yeah, they're an emo group. They're led by Mike Kinsella, who's like big in that style. He's also the the guy behind the band Owen, if anybody knows them, and Captain Jazz and some other groups. Um, but yeah, the 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 basic story of them is that they were together for just a couple years, and they recorded one album that everybody loved. And then they just weren't a band anymore. And like, that was it. <laughs> and they were kind of one of these like legendary groups that people just missed. Cause all the, I think they had an EP and then they had the album yeah, and, it looks that like was it. and it was self-titled and then that was it. And now they have two more albums also mm-hmm. self-titled. So yeah. like LP two and LP three or whatever, but, um, and the, the visuals on the album are very are, similar. Yeah. All right. Well, the first two are the third one, Kind of straight much different bit. yeah but the first one it, so there's this house <laughs> yeah that they have a picture of that has become known as the american football house and people like go on pilgrimages i think it's in champagne or urbana in illinois mm-hmm. well um, they're from urbana okay but i think champagne or urbana is like close to each i don't know anyway i have no idea but yeah know. so they were just this kind of legendary group for a long time and then yeah in 20 like 16 or so yeah came back with another album and now also with have lp2 one. lp2 american football and this was the lead single off of that this Th- was like this was when they announced by the way we have a new album coming out they dropped this song mm-hmm. and i've been obsessed with it now for like five years because i just really like it lyrically especially mm-hmm. that's the thing i latch onto a lot um musically it's great as well but yeah do you want to just play it yeah man only in the right side Oh, what's the same. What, what's the time signature? Three. Right now. It's in three. Yeah, it's in three. 
just keeps doing this thing. But yep. eventually the vocals come in. And... Because emo is all about, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like uh, Philip Glass type stuff. Mm, like minimalist. Yeah. That's like that, just that, like I'm going to play something completely different that mm-hmm. just fits every so often. Like counterpoint almost. Yes, yeah. exactly. But advanced, yeah. especially for <coughs> rock for and or roll. <coughs> Man, my throat's been like sore. Kick. I like that line. If you need me, don't. You can't trust <laughs> okay. This, can you pause for a second? Yeah, yeah. Just because I can't think and... Because you want to listen time. to this song. Because I do, but like lyrically, I this it really speaks to me quite a bit. It's it's hard on your sleeve. It's there's a little bit of like self-deprecation. Well, yeah, it says you can't, if you need me, don't. You can't trust a man who can't even find his way home. Yeah, it's. I know it's cliche to say, but it's a very emotional song. Like again, <laughs> it's emo and whatever. Isn't all music emotional? <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> it, it 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 works for you. It yeah. fits you. Yeah, it's it's I'm not it's, saying it doesn't fit me, but Yeah. It's like I said, from, right from the moment I first heard this song I became like kind of obsessed with it. And, mm-hmm. and I just and still five years later still am. It go still ba- speaks I go to you. back to it a lot. Like I said, it's become one of my favorite songs of all time and it's only been out for five years. Um anyway, you can keep playing it. I just Yep. Just like it a lot. It's a good one to listen to when you're driving late at night. Yeah, crying in your car. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have done that numerous times in the last five years. Oh. And now... This, yes. Math Rock. It's still in three, but it has that polyrhythmical thing going over top of it. Doesn't it get into, like, the the two against three? It kind of is. This isn't. Not as much. It It does eventually get more. Does it get loud yeah no but not it, like loud, it's a little loud. it's like hey we're gonna throw in some snare now and then hi-hat yeah i like that line too doctor it hurts when i exist like <laughs> you think that like from 1999 to 2016 they wouldn't be writing the same kind of stuff yeah but it's more i mean but, depending on how old but they so are, you go from like teenagers to like now you've lived life yeah you know what i mean and it's like how how much really changes like you do, you grow and mature, but you still have a lot of the same feelings and thoughts. And yeah, you have a lot to overcome. I I want to like. Dis- I like that they're not afraid to like hang out on some instrumental stuff too, like as lyrically driven as they are. Yeah. Just do some development stuff on the music. Would you consider this uh, shoegazy? I don't really know what shoegazy is that much, but uh, kinda. Yeah. But yeah, it's totally math. Yeah. And what what is math rock to you? Keep pause for a second. So to me, when I hear the term math rock, I think more proggy, heavier guitars, whatever. Okay. Very very distinct, like more angular <laughs> lines, more um, like we're switching time signatures every couple bars or whatever, like that kind of. Okay. Um, 
but then but then I when I saw that the term math rock was kind of given to these guys, I was like, no, I get that. They're playing with these polyrhythms and playing mm-hmm. with maybe time signatures or at least time feels and 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 different stuff and maybe like odd form like i've never actually diagnosed like diagnosed um analyzed the form of this tune and stuff like to see exactly what's going on with it and Mm -hmm. um but i feel like just anything that kind of messes with any of those things is i guess what math rock is are you looking up exactly what no 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 no. i'm looking up something different that it's reminding me of and i just want to make sure that i've got this thing i'm I'm gonna look up what what math rock is what is what specifically you know what i mean like what what does say like wikipedia okay so so i want to i want to point out this like when i when i hear math rock and when i when i listen to stuff like this Mm -hmm. i am always reminded about this band called facing new york okay nobody's ever heard of them um which is not true because they were probably like really big Mm -hmm. but i saw them uh, on warp tour really 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 early on uh, in there. So like it says that they're like in early 2004, the group participated in the Vance Warped Tour 2004 mm-hmm. on select dates. I saw them. On a they, select date. On a select date. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> they were, they were there. And I'm like, this is like, it was weird. Yeah. Like it was good. So they're, they're, they're facing New York, which is not this band that we're talking about right now, uh, American football, but um, they are, are known as progressive rock, indie rock. They're from San Francisco. I don't know why they're called Facing New York, mm-hmm. but because the, they were looking east. Because yeah, because <laughs> they were like, well, let's not look. Let's look towards the mountain. You know, yeah. Facing New York. But the the weirdest thing, the thing that stuck out to me about this band, besides it was like, oh, this is really cool, is the way that they. And it wasn't just one. I don't think it was just one member. It was like the way that they moved while playing their music. So when you play, or you sing, how do you move? Like like physically depends moving, okay. So like, do you sway back and forth? Yes. So left and right. Depends. Do you like go forwards? Yep, that too. Have you ever gone in a circle? Maybe no. Maybe I don't know. Okay, so if you don't know, like like depends I'm doing on the a style cir- that I'm like I'm going left and right, but I'm going up and down, right? Yeah. This band did that while okay. they were rocking out to like, and I'm like, that is the. Did they do it together? No, or just they were it, just kind of. Doing it, it. it was like instead of like going like you know like you're you're rocking out and you're yeah. going down like goosenecking, like, yeah, or headbanging right? kind of, like, or headbanging. Yeah. This guy was just going in circles. Interesting. It was just like the weirdest thing, but it was like so cool, and the band was really good too. Yeah. So uh, another band, maybe I'll I'll dive into their catalog because I couldn't really tell you like a song by yeah. them, but facing I, New York. Do you still listen to them? No, no. Like oh, I, okay. I, I'm saying I I don't. I cannot. You just remember seeing them. I just remember seeing them it. and being like facing New York, and this is kind of like. It reminds me of sure. of American football, okay, but it probably sounds nothing like yeah, it. Yeah, um, I was just that just reminded me of like the, the handful of times that I went to Warp Tour, and I like when you find you just happen to stumble across a band, and then maybe you like them or love them or whatever, or just like you keep thinking about them. But that's me, and there's a band called Sherwood. Um, when I was at the one time that Warp Tour was in Hershey, I had gone over to like the main stage area saw a couple bands including yellow card mm-hmm. and then the like side stage that was like the very tiny side stage that was like next to the main stage mm-hmm. i like walked over there in between bands or when this other band was playing that i didn't really care for and just happened to hear this band called sherwood and then i really liked them yeah. and then i also remember standing there watching them and i look over to my right and the guy standing next to me is the violin player from yellow card yeah i just was like wait you're the cool <laughs> good yeah, show that's like the, the really both cool, vibing with this band yeah that's the really cool part about 
about Warped Tour is oh, that for you, sure. could, you could discover bands and then uh, you could see bands. Yeah. And just be like, see people <clears throat> just chilling. Yeah, yeah. I, my yellow card story is that I think it was probably that year. Okay. So we, we were playing it that year the next year we were working it which sucks hmm. don't ever like i'm glad that it's done <laughs> it, only because i wasn't like anyway it's yeah. it's great but yeah. it's it's like punk rock summer camp yeah which people on that tour will be like yeah totally that totally makes sense yeah. um but they the the drummer was had a little uh and i when i mean little i mean like really little um motorbike okay like could fit oh, on one of those desk. like mini bikes. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he barely fit on. It. Yeah, and yeah. he would just like be whipping around <laughs> backstage, and it's just like this is so dumb, but funny and awesome. So back to where our tangent started. Yeah, uh, I looked up Math Rock, Math and Rock. it says it references Prague and indie bands like King Crimson and Rush, as mm-hmm. well as Steve Reich. Back to the minimalist thing, um, characterized by complex atypical rhythmic structures, including irregular stopping and starting, counterpoint, odd time signatures, angular melodies, and extended, often dissonant chords. Besides so the dissonant chords, like everything you said, like, I know. Yeah, this yeah. totally makes that. Yeah. Uh, what I was noticing, because this also, like, this has a, a defined uh, left and right guitar, mm-hmm. and you can, and they're both doing something different, mm-hmm. and you can hear that. And one was like kind of doing maybe eighth notes, and the other yeah. one was doing like quarter notes. Yeah. And like it's not like a three note, like a or like a two measure thing like the first the one guitar player is doing like maybe two measures while the other one's doing quarter notes and like it's mass, like three measures and then mm-hmm. they kind of i don't know for a fact i need to listen yeah. more to but it. so like what you're saying is like essentially they're their own things but you put them together and now they become this which is other thing which is counterpoint yeah, essentially and, exactly. and yeah let's go back to the song yeah like everybody's kind of doing their own yeah. thing yeah even the drums like there's shaker that's like doing straight yeah. time, but the drums is doing its own yeah. thing. And again, just living in this instrumental, instrumental stuff. If you find Dissonance, uh huh, right there in the left. Yeah, its own phrase. Yeah, the phrasing yeah. structure is odd, and like of those two compared to each other. Yeah, and that we're like like one, and then you go bum 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 bum, right? Yeah, like you, that's that. And I like that this just kind of hangs out, false ending. This is me. I like this line too. Reaching out. To this is me reaching out to you publicly. But what else is new? <laughs> publicly. I want a harmony. I there is right slightly there, there yeah, towards yeah, the end, but I always think that too. Like it's yeah. not. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. So. Yeah, yeah. They do it, throw it, in at it the is end. there, but yeah. it's like it's so like just. Yeah. Not not it, it's not prominent. Yeah. And then. Maybe I'm asleep. This is all Again, feels like an ending. They're all over the place. Like, I know, no, yeah. Nobody's really quite together. Because like the one and two and yeah, like and it's probably not a click track at this point, or maybe it is. I think it would yeah. be because that. And then it actually does end the tune, but 
And so, like, not all their stuff is exactly like this. There's some that's, like, a little bit more distorted guitars, a little bit heavier and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's all got this kind of vibe, even regardless of exactly how it how it is. But, yeah, like I said, this has just become one of my favorite tunes of all time. All time. All time. All time. And I go back to it a lot. Cool. When I'm happy, when I'm sad. <laughs> Crying in my car <laughs> late at night, driving around. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, okay. well, that's our episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you want to email us, you can email us at two tunes podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at two tunes podcast. We're on Facebook. Yes, we're on Facebook. <laughs> and if you want to join in on, on our nice conversation over at yeah. Discord, link is in the description. Yeah. Please, uh, well, first of all, thank you for listening again. And please like and share. Uh, you know, tell all your friends, post us on all the things what what is the band taking back sunday taking back sunday yeah okay so all right that's gonna be our new bit i like that album a lot oh who's in that on that in the band at that point in that at that point all the all the same people like like uh, the original members adam lazara the people who ended up being in straight light run um (laughs) (laughs) the people i can't remember their names but the people that were in that yeah, it was before Fred joined the band. It was John Nolan. John, I was going to say Nolan something, but I didn't remember that that was his yeah. last name. Um, John, so we'll do a Taking Back Sunday anyway, yeah. But anyway, we, we appreciate you listening and, and like and subscribe and share and all that stuff. All right. Cool, thanks. Bye. Bye. It's going to take two seconds.